Greetings and salutations. My name is Cassandra from Jim Droplet Podcast, and I like to talk about misconceptions of the Black female identity in our society. I also cover a wide variety of topics, mostly relating to current events and controversial subjects. My purpose is to provide another perspective on my Black feminine identity and share a bit of wisdom. You are not alone. How you doing, everybody? Welcome back to my podcast. I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to name this podcast, but it's in regards to the whole KS situation. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to draw too much unwanted hate, but this is in regards to the whole dying alone concept. I'm not really sure where this came from, but I'm pretty sure it came from a male identified person. So I kind of just wanted to break down, I guess, the secret formula for dying alone and what that really means. So in the first segment, I'm going to be breaking down who really dies alone or who in the population is more likely to die alone. Statistics show that women outlive men. On this claim alone, women don't need men as a form of health insurance. What I mean by that is women, historically speaking, have always outlived their husbands or men in general. Men are more reckless. They don't take as much care as their health compared to women. So oftentimes men end up dying alone just on health and life expectancy alone. And next, I wanted to say, since when have men cared about the life expectancy of women, period, but the women that they're with? Majority of the men, I'm not talking about the exceptions who do like going to to the doctor's appointments with their loved ones, but most men don't even like going to the hospital or the doctor for women's appointments or health. So I feel like it's very obtuse to say that they care so much about whether a woman dies alone. And even if a woman dies before a man does, there's no guarantee he's going to be at her side. And what I mean by that is just because you're married to another person doesn't make them loyal, doesn't mean you married the right person. And it actually does not mean till death do you part when you take those vows. So for someone to say that they're going to die alone if they don't have a husband, there's no guarantee that if the husband, if you do have a husband, you're not going to die alone. You don't know if that person is going to abandon you in your time of need. And this could happen even if you vetted them properly and you think or claim that they're a good person. Good people abandon people all the time. Um, and by by good, I mean those people who are labeled good and have to say that they're good just because you think one way doesn't mean something else is going to happen in an alternative way. There are so many timelines happening that you don't know if yours is going to be perfect. So the next thing I wanted to say or bring to the table is um, a quote which says every man must do two things alone. He must do his own believing and he must do his own dying. And this does not 
and just includes men as in the male gender, but man as in humans, we all have to die alone and we all have to make our own choices alone. And that was quoted from Martin Luther. And this is another man saying this. So I find it funny that people gaslight, especially male identified people and say women are going to die alone when every man has to do that for himself. So the same way you lay your head on a pillow every night, sure, you may be sleeping with the person next to you, but the detachment of your soul happens by yourself. So anybody, that's why I encourage you to get very familiar because I've had to do this to get familiar with the knowledge that you're going to die. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. I encourage people if who are afraid of death, especially men, you need to grow a better relationship with the creator because he's the only one who can save you from death. He's, he's the only one who can save you, save you from not only the physical death, but your spiritual death as well. Because there's two parts of you. So there's nothing necessarily wrong with dying alone. And actually, if you really think about it in a ph- philosophical way, you won't be dying alone if you believe in the most high and you keep his commandments. Because he should be the only one comfort comforting you at the end of days. The Lord is the only one who can save you. The most high. Men, a husband. He, he cannot save you from from death. So you shouldn't take out an insurance policy on a man, a person who's covered in flesh to comfort you in that way. The only one who can comfort you in that way is the creator. So in the third segment, I'm going to be talking about why men say women who are selective will end up alone. I'm saying men And when I say men, I mean the mysterious kind of like shadow. You don't know the identity of the person. So I'm not specifically pointing to any one person or any group. But um, I'm I'm pointing at the representative of the group, I guess, um, the stereotype. And so for those who say this, this applies to you. For those who don't believe in that and who have not not said that who don't think that way, I'm not talking to you. Um, I'm specifically focused on male identified people. That could be a male or a woman. That's why I keep saying that over and over. And just the ignorance of it all. A lot of times when I, I find that when people threaten you with something, it's something they've dealt with themselves. And I feel like they're projecting their own insecurities and fears onto women. Like they're trying to scare us to death in order to comply the same way that the government does, especially um, in this climate where like they're threatening people with certain things they won't be able to do, like travel if they don't get, you know what? So it's the same thing in my opinion. So it's just something within themselves that they need to work on. So they're spewing the nonsense to control you. And I also find that men seek women not only as lovers and as someone they want to treat right and wives, but men as they get older and just when they figure out that, oh, 
I can't run amok anymore. I can't do the same things that I need to do anymore because I don't know, maybe their body is failing them. They're tired. So they not only seek women as lovers, but they seek us as caretakers to kind of help them out, which is nothing wrong with receiving help. But if you only do that just to take advantage of someone, I don't think it's right. Especially if prior to like people can always change. But like if you're seeking somebody out to do good by you and all you've done is wrong your whole life, you don't think there's like a. A moral. Issue with that, so I feel like. Nobody should be throwing stones when. You know, they live in glass houses or nobody should be trying to act like they're better than someone because they have a partner and they're not going to die alone. Like everybody's going to die, whether that person's there with you or not. And it's not like you, you can time death. You can't time death. So you could die in a shower. You could die on a road. You can't time your death to where, when you're holding somebody's hand. That's not how how life works. So it's kind of it makes no sense to me why people threaten you with that. And for me, the reason why I get upset with that threat is because. It's almost like the person really is trying to say, I I wish you would drop dead like that's to me, that's the equivalent of you're going to die alone. To me, that's what I hear and not because I'm taking it that way, literally, but it's because the person can't say anything else to scare you from being determined to find better so it's almost to me it's like a covert way of saying drop dead and that's to me that's wishing death on somebody and I feel like that's the most deplorable thing you could do so that's why I'm so mad at that um or so sensitive to stuff like that because it's almost like the person is wishing death on you because they got frustrated (laughs) which is just insane to me like I would never fix my lips to say that to anybody but I mean, we live in a in a crazy world, so. And um, but at the end of the day, I have to come to terms with myself. Like dying isn't really a bad thing. Uh, you're you're like a piece of a puzzle returning back to its its box. So. Um, I actually made a joke about it, and I was like, "Well, at least I won't have to pay bills anymore because um, I'm dead." <laughs> And on top of that, it's like I was born alone. I've been alone most of my life because I'm a I'm the oldest child and grandchild. So like I feel like alone is my element. So I don't know. It's like some people were born to be among crowds and crowds of people. I feel like that's not me. I actually thrive um, when I'm when I have downtime more than more so than other people. That's the way I recharge. I'm an introvert. So INTJ specifically. So like I get extremely exhausted when I'm surrounded by like a room full of people and I'm constantly having to talk. That's one of those things where, you know, I feel like it's one of my strong suits, especially during this um, pandemic or lockdown. I know I feel sorry for a lot of extroverts because it's like not sorry for them, but like. I mean, maybe they're doing okay, but I just feel sorry for them because even me, even I'm starting to feel like it's like Groundhog Day and every day is the same. 
But yeah, alone is not always a bad thing. It's like you have less people to worry about. It's less stress. I mean, I don't know. You get to cultivate your own life. So um, before the last segment, I wanted to um, bring up my pop culture reference, which is the movie called Moonstruck um, with Celine. Sorry, not Celine Dion, my bad. With. With the movie. uh, So before the last segment, I wanted to bring up my pop culture reference, which is. The movie Moonstruck with Cher. And the reason why I'm bringing up this movie is because, well, one, I really like Cher. And I think I would be her in another life or something like that. I don't know. But basically in the movie, um, I think it was her mother. So I'm not sure what Cher's actress's name was in that movie. But her mother, I think, and her father were having like marital issues. And the mother was asking the father, like, was he, she was asking multiple people, but she came to a conclusion that um, men are afraid of death. So that's why they cheat. And I don't know if this is the same thing, you know, tying into the subject, but I just thought that was very, I don't know, it just resonated with me. Um and basically, like, I pulled from that the only people who are afraid of, uh, the only people afraid of dying alone are men without relationships with God. Um, and, like, I, I've been saying it over and over again. They scare you to comply with them so they will feel less afraid. So I say all that to say that Men or male identified people can scare me with that all they want, but you won't get a free maid service and coddling from me because I know the truth. What a cold, uh, venomous, horrible thing to say to, to another child of God. Karma, karma is a bitch and be careful wishing death upon people over petty stuff. And and to be honest with you, words are like uh, swords. People claim that words can't hurt you, but yes, they can. Um, think of like verbal abuse, uh, being abused as a child. It wasn't all, you know, for some people who are abused that way, it's not all physical. It's um, spiritual attacks. It's psychological attacks that can really screw you over. And that majority of that comes from your speech. So I, I find it funny when people claim that, oh, no, every word can't hurt you, but some words can. So um, we are susceptible to verbal abuse because we're humans with brains and, and you know, chemicals going off every second. Like it is what it is. I mean, if you're not human, then you just you should just say that. But most people are humans. So you have to select your words wisely and and your tone and I've had to learn that myself because like I've found like I have like the superpower of pissing people off when I'm not intending to do that so and I'm just speaking my truth like I'm doing right now I'm pretty sure I'm pissed off like I don't know like six out of ten people probably 
I'm reading from my notes, but like I put hurt people, hurt other people. Um, but justice will prevail in the end. The people who die alone are venomous, wicked old men. And that's that is it is what it is. Like I've seen more old men die alone than I've seen old women. Normally women have like they have created their tribes. They have birthed their families. Not too many women die alone. I, I don't really see that even if they die in a hospital. And I guess when you say alone, you mean without company. And and that's relatively nice. I mean, maybe that'll ease you into the to the next phase. Well, but it's not promised. So why put all your I feel like why put all your cards on choosing your life centered around fear? Like that's basically what you're doing, like by choosing a partner because you don't want to die alone. Like you're building your life based off of fear. Like that's not promised to you. Even if you do, even if you are successful with finding a partner, it doesn't mean you're not. It doesn't mean you're going to get comforted at the doorsteps of death like that's no is no guarantee of that it might be a higher probability but I always just say live for your happiness like that's that should be it and being picky shouldn't be cost for for that I mean I wouldn't say be like obnoxious in your selection but if someone doesn't is not compatible with you, that that it is what it is. And I see a lot of men get upset when like the one person they want doesn't want them because just because they're not compatible. Like, I don't understand why people get so mad. I know I would probably be mad, but I've had that happen to me where somebody who I wanted did not want me. And then years later down the road, I look back and that person's completely different now. And it's kind of like I feel relieved because it's like I dodged a bullet. Like we weren't meant for each other. We were going two different directions. So I don't see I don't feel the need to wish that person, I don't know, misfortune because I'm in my feelings. Like, yeah, I was hurt, but we we ended things on a like we became friends after that. I don't know. That That's just my opinion. I feel like people are immature when they say stuff like that. And karma is a real thing. Maybe the person you're wishing that will die alone, maybe you're going to die alone because you said that. I don't know, because life has a funny sense of humor, too. And it's not just life, but the creator has a funny sense of humor where stuff you'll say to another person ends up happening to you because that's happened to me. So I kind of just keep my mouth shut when I... And I feel like like I don't I don't know anything. I even dis like I mean I even claim or sorry disclaim stuff. Like if I don't know stuff, I don't know, if I don't know nothing about you, I just keep my mouth shut. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please let me know what you think by leaving a review and stay safe. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and want to continue supporting me, you can do so by following and subscribing to Jim Droplet Podcast on Anchor and Spotify. And also leaving a written review and sharing the link brings others into the fold.